Welcome to the UK Travel Planning Podcast. Your host is the founder of the UK Travel Planning website, Tracy Collins. In this podcast, Tracy shares destination guides, travel tips, and itinerary ideas, as well as interviews with a variety of guests who share their knowledge and experience of UK travel to help you plan your perfect UK vacation. Join us as we explore the UK from cosmopolitan cities to quaint villages, from historic castles to beautiful islands, and from the picturesque countryside to seaside towns. Hi, and welcome to the UK Travel Panel Podcast. One of the questions that comes up regularly in our Facebook group and via email is how do we get around London? It's so confusing. The good news is that the public transport system in London is excellent with many options available to get around. But the downside to that, however, is that all those options can be a bit mind-boggling. First-time visitors to London and returning travellers alike can find the transport system a real challenge. With multiple forms of transport on offer and multiple ways of getting around, it can make travel planning seem quite daunting. This podcast is aimed at introducing you to the many options available for getting around London to make it a little less stressful and more fun. Doug is joining me in this episode. Hello. To share our knowledge and tips based on our experiences of visiting London many times over the years, as well as my years of living and working in the city. We've decided to do this as a conversation around the most commonly asked questions and we'll cover the various types of public transport plus how to pay for those various options. So the first question that we're going to tackle is what are the various public transport options available in London? So I'm going to pass this to Doug to kind of go through those with you. Oh, well, you've got quite a few different options. I think there's about nine, eight or nine in total. The most well-known is the London Underground which is obviously known as the Tube. Uh, Then you've got the London Overground uh, train system. Then there's the Elizabeth Line, uh, the newly opened Elizabeth Line, uh, formerly the TfL Rail. Uh, Then you've got the very famous London Red Buses. Uh, Then we have the Thames Clipper Boat Service, now uh, branded as the Uber Boats. Uh, Then we have the Docklands Light Railway, known as the DLR. Then we have the um, Emirates cable car that was now called the IFS cloud cable car. Then we have the South London trams and finally the Santander bikes. So let's talk in more detail about the London Underground and how it works. Um, Many people find the thought of travelling on the tube daunting but it's actually pretty straightforward. Um, So Doug would you like to just talk a little bit more detail about the London Underground? Yeah no problem. It's, um, It's actually the oldest underground rail system in the world and started in the 19th century, believe it or not, and has 11 different train lines. And believe it or not, it carries over a billion people each year. There's 11 different tube lines, as I said, and the maps you can download in electronic or paper forms, whichever best suits you. Uh, some examples would be the, the central lines are always represented by a red um, emblem, logos, uh, underground logo. The Piccadilly line, which is dark blue, uh, that's the tube line that runs to and from Heathrow Airport. And then we have the Northern Line, which is always represented by the Black Line. The actual tube system is designed loosely on a concentric circle basis. So Zone 1, the six basic zones, uh, Zone 1 is central London, and then you work outwards to 
zone two, zone three, and so on. Yeah. So the prices for use as well when you're traveling on the underground it, it increases as you travel between them and further out is that right that's right yeah yeah okay so if you're wondering how to work out how to get from a to b on the underground um there's many options to help you with this so apps such as the transport for london go app and the city mapper app are invaluable um for planning your route and those are the, the two that we we use um they give you options for which method of transport you want to use um, you can set a minimum time between stations um, and accessibility options, for example, step-free access from street to platform level as well. So um, that's kind of given us a little flavour about the London Underground, but uh, there's actually also the London Overground train system. That's right. The, the, the Overground system is actually really, really helpful and it works really well in conjunction with the tube lines. There's six different um, train routes on the overground system. And, um, yeah, as I say, it gets overlooked quite often, mm. particularly by um, by visitors to London. But if it's a nice day and you don't want to go on the underground, it gives you an alternative above-ground uh, route to take. Yeah, so an examples, obviously, of when you can use the, um, the overground are if you travel from Euston to... Watford Junction if you're planning to go to the Warner Brothers Harry Potter Studios and that's a um, really easy trip we've done that a number of times uh, now Um, and there are nine principal overground stations um, in London including London St Pancras for example where you go to catch the Eurostar to Paris. Just to clarify that that is uh, London St Pancras International train station. Uh, London King's Cross where you go to catch the east coast mainland route to the north of England and Scotland. Um, and Paddington for the Great Western train route towards Oxford and then on to Devon and Cornwall. Um, That's right. And then on top of that, we've got the new um, a new line, the Elizabeth line from the Crossrail uh, project. This opened on the 24th of May this year, 2022. Though it's not a tube line, it gets incorporated in descriptions of all the travel systems in in, in London. So it's not a tube line, but it does run under uh, central London through tunnels, but also uses national rail infrastructure. And this is recognisable as by its uh, dark, deep blue, uh, deep purple uh, branding. Yeah, and that currently runs from Reading to Heathrow, is that right? That's right. Reading to Heathrow in the west through central London to Abbey Wood and then the Shenfield area. But from November uh, this year, um, you'll be able to travel from Heathrow and Reading to the west, uh, into the west, um, to Abbey Wood in the east. That makes sense, from the west to the east without changing trains at Paddington. Yeah, so Heathrow, Reading in the west, and then you go into Abbey Wood in the east. So, that's it, yeah, yeah, that's going <laughs> to save people time. That's going to be great because it oh, saves yeah. you time. You don't have to have to change trains at Paddington. Um, and the fares are identical to the London Underground services, but there's an additional charge to use the Elizabeth Line to Heathrow. That's right. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about, so we've covered the underground, we've covered the overground. I kind of want to say Wumble and Free when I say that. Um, and now we've just had a chat a little bit, introduced, introduced you to the Elizabeth Line. So another um, iconic way to get around London, which I highly recommend you do, is to take one of the famous London Red Buses. Um, like who doesn't want to catch a London red bus? Honestly, they, I used to hop on and off them all the time when I used to live near Oxford Street. Um, there are over um, 19,000 bus stops and n- over 9,000 buses, would you believe it? 
Um, they don't operate on a zone system, which the other um, Transport for London systems do, for example, the underground doors and, um, as we'll talk about in a bit, the... Um, Docklands. Docklands Light Railway, I lost it for a second. Yeah, um, they run on a zone system, but buses don't. Um, but I recommend jumping on one. It's a good way to see London from above ground. And it's also a budget-friendly way to get around the city. Um, you can use a mixture of the Tube and London buses to get a really good view of London. Um, there are some really popular tourist routes as well. Um, well. They're not kind of tourist routes, but they are popular with tourists because of the where they take you. Um, so these sightseeing bus routes are uh, Route 24, which takes you from Pimlico to Hampstead Heath, and that'll take you past Westminster Abbey, Downing Street, Trafalgar Square, Nelson's Column, and into Camden. Um, Route 11, which is Fulham to Liverpool Street, so that when you go through the uh, Kings Road in Chelsea, Westminster Abbey, Big Ben, House of Parliament, Fleet Street, St. Paul's Cathedral, and you end near Spitalfields Market for that one. And then Route 9, which is Aldwych to Hammersmith, where you'll pass through Trafalgar, Trafalgar Square, Piccadilly, Knightsbridge, where you can get off for Harrods, Royal Arbor Hall, Kensington Gardens, and Holland Park. So I will link to those particular um, bus routes in the show notes, but those are very popular sightseeing routes. And again, it's a really um, cost-effective way to travel around um, London. Um, I'm talking about sightseeing, that takes me to actually one of my favourite ways to get around London, but I'll actually get around the, on the Thames. Um, and that is to take the Thames Clipper Uber boats. Um, so these are a fast riverboat service along the Thames. They run over three zones, west, central, and east. Um, they're a brilliant time because obviously London, you do a lot of walking. So it's a great time to sit back, relax, and enjoy the river as you go um, You go down through London. You get to go through and see all the bridges. You get to see all the sights. Um, and it's a really, it's an excellent trip. Um, really worth doing, but it isn't really a budget option to take um but i'm going to combine that and talk about the next way actually i'll let you talk about the docklands Light railway dog and then i'll talk about my favorite trip that i like to combine with the docklands Light railway and the thames clipper yeah the, the docklands Light railway or dlr as it's usually abbreviated to it's a driverless light rail network and it has seven different train lines and 45 stations it does connect very well with the the ifs cable car and the maritime uh, Greenwich, because what it does, you can do, you can combine, you can combine the boats, you can combine the, uh, the joys of Greenwich, you can combine clipper boats all into one. Yeah, so I would say like my favourite trip. So I always recommend um, anybody visiting London is to add a visit to Greenwich into the itinerary. Um, and my favourite trip is to take the DLR Douglas Light Railways to Cutty Stark for the Maritime Greenwich stop get off there, spend the day in Greenwich. Um, and I've got an itinerary for Greenwich uh, on my website, so you can always check that out. Then hop on to the Uber boat back to Waterloo, London Eye Station, and you, you're off at Westminster. Um, and so you, you get to travel uh, along the Thames. You go under Tower Bridge, um, Millennium Bridge. You see St. Paul's. You see it all from the river. So it's, I'd highly recommend that trip. Um, so there are a couple more ways to get around. Probably lesser, I would say, on Possibly not many people would take these, but we thought we wanted to include them just to really cover everything. And one actually Doug's briefly mentioned already, which is the IFS cloud um, cable car. Um, so that's just been rebranded this year, hasn't it? Yeah, it was the Emirates cable car. Now it's the IFS cloud. Only just started actually uh, in October this year, uh, 2022. Um, but just on the new livery scheme, it's all purple. It's all brand new. 
Um, just renamed a couple of the the, the, the stops on there, the, the terminal uh, stops, and it looks really nice. It looks really clean and mm. fresh. Very nice and get yeah. great views yeah. when you cross the river on that. Yeah, um, and then the other two. Yeah, we have the trams. Uh, they run South London, sort of around the Croydon area. Um, yeah, they're worth travelling on if you're ever down that way. Um, and then we have the famous Santander uh, bikes, bicycles, and e-bikes, and those the Boris bikes from the former mayor of London. Um, download the app. They are not covered by Oyster cards, but you download the app and you yeah. pay as you use it. Really. Yeah, and we will be talking about um, Oyster cards in the next section, which actually leads me to say so that 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 gives you an overview really of the various options uh, for public transport in London. Um, so obviously you, you've got different choices about how to get around, but also don't if you if you enjoy walking, you will be walking quite a lot. But it is quite good to know that there are options to get around, including the tube, the Elizabeth Line, Overground, um, Docklands Light Railway. Um, and obviously the buses. So um, in the next section we're going to of the podcast, we're going to start talking about um, how you pay to use these various options. Okay, so we've covered all the various types of public transport in London. Now let's talk about how you pay to use all these options. So the most cost-effective and flexible way to pay to get around London at this time is to either buy an Oyster card, a visitor or standard, or use contactless methods. Both these methods have a daily cap, and once you reach the limit, you pay no more. A clever feature of using an Oyster card or contactless is that it will calculate the lowest available fare for each journey that you make. The Oyster card is a smart card in about the size of a credit card that is used to pay for trips on London transport. Oyster cards can be purchased on arrival at Heathrow Airport, including the visitor Oyster card, and other London airports and main train stations. An Oyster card or contactless can be used on all Transport for London services, including the tube, buses, overground trains, DLR, Tottenham Site Railway, most of the Elizabeth Line and trams. You can use the Oyster card or contactless methods for a discount on the IFS Cloud cable car and Thames Uber boats. Just remember to tap on and off for trains, boats, DLR, etc., but only tap on for buses because there are no zones, so you pay per journey. And it's also a personal choice whether you use the Oyster card or to go contactless. Some people prefer an Oyster card and others do prefer to use the contactless uh, method. We will let you make your own decision based on what's right for you and your travel party. Personally, we prefer to use the Oyster cards. Um, so yeah. we're not really whipping out of um, credit cards card or phones. Yeah, yeah, or phones. That's yeah. right. Yeah, every five minutes. And remember, you may have uh, transaction fees when you get back home. Um, if you're visiting from overseas. Uh, also worth remembering is um, every adult over the age of 16 um, in the travel party needs their own travel card. They're under 11 travel free with the paying adult. So I thought I'd just um, inject there as well that um, children aged between 11 and 15 can get free and discounted travel on all Transport for London services with a Zip Oyster tra- photo card. But really for visitors, the easiest option is to get a young visitor discount added to a standard or a visitor Oyster card. That can be applied for up to 14 days. Um, when you go to apply for that, you must take the children with you um, and go to uh, ask any of the staff at a Tube or London Overground Station or visitor centres, um, with, with the exception of Gatwick, and ask for them to apply that young visitor discount. 
So that will give 50% discount on adult rate pay-as-you-go fares on the bus, tube, tram, Docklands Light Railway, Overground, Elizabeth Line, and most national rail services. And it will also give 50% off adult rate tickets for the um, IFS cloud cable car and also for the Uber boat services. The top up uh, for the credit for the Oyster cards can be done through the TFL Go uh, app, which is very good, or visit other visitor centres, uh, the main train stations, or the online. So if you're travelling for one or two days, twenty pound will roughly cover travel around central London and a return trip to Heathrow Airport. Uh, twenty twenty five pound that is if you're heading to Gatwick on the Gatwick Express. Three to four days budget about thirty pounds ish. And one week uh, travel about £50. Though we just need to point out that depends on which travel zones you're traveling in and out of. Yeah. Um, There's only just guidance, really, yeah, just to give you an idea. Yeah. Um, um, one good tip is um, at the end of your trip is don't throw your cards away. Um, it's also worth holding on to for future. And you can come to somebody else who's traveling to the UK. Yeah. 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 I mean, we've had ours for quite a few years now. Yeah. We'll just use yeah. them top up when we go back to London. So for more details about Oyster Cards, plus the advantages and disadvantages of Oyster Cards versus contactless methods, we have detailed articles on our website, which we'll link to in the show notes. So we hope we've answered any questions you may have about getting around London by public transport. We will link to relevant articles on our website, uktravelplanning.com. One last tip to remember when planning your London itinerary is to try to visit attractions in the same area so you aren't spending your time and money getting from A to B. Also avoid busy commuting times where possible. We share more tips for first-time visitors to London in the UK Travel Planning Podcast episode number four. Don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Also, why not join us on our private UK Travel Planning Facebook group for more tips and advice. So all that leaves me to say from myself and Doug until next week, happy UK UK Travel Travel Planning. Planning.